Well, how about that for a Big 12 championship game? It's in the books, and the Oklahoma Sooners make it six straight with a 27-21 victory over the Iowa State Cyclones. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show that we join you for each and every week. We're doing a special post-Big 12 championship game show with you here for HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And uh, if you're on the podcast, leave us that rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us tremendously as we grow this show each and every week because of you. So uh, if you leave a rating and review on the podcast, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail by leaving a rating and a review. All right. Uh, first off, how about a congratulations is a congratulations in store to the Oklahoma Sooners and the Iowa State Cyclones? Yes, OU won the game. We'll get to the game here in a second. But both of these teams come in and give us a hell of a performance, a second straight year of a great Big 12 championship game. You know, last year, OU and Baylor went to uh, you know went to overtime. It wasn't that good. But this game came right down to the wire, and you got to hand it to both of these teams in terms of how they played, in terms of how this game played out. And the Sooners make it six straight Big 12 titles with this win. Um, let's, go, let's go through the game here in a second, but first from a big-picture perspective. Oklahoma does not win this game in previous seasons with the way the offense played. That's number one. The defense, which I told you about, and I'll, I'll pat myself on the back for a decent prediction. I took OU 38-31. I was off by 10 points on both teams. But this Oklahoma team won this game because of its defense, because of its defensive line, because of the pressure that it got on Brock Purdy all game long. And it was never more evident than on that final play where Brock Purdy is running for his life, throws up a Hail Mary foolishly. We'll get to that in a second. Throws up a Hail Mary foolishly because he was under pressure once again by that Oklahoma front seven that played really, really good football and should be very pleased with how it played the entire day. Uh, that's why Oklahoma won this game. And that's why I thought Oklahoma would win this game because of its front line. That was unlike any defensive front Lincoln Riley's had during his time with the Sooners. Frankly, the best defensive line the Sooners have had uh, going back, you know, 10 years probably. More than that, since Gerald McCoy, since the old Big 12 days. That's how good this defensive line is for the Sooners. That's how good this front seven is for the Sooners. So they get the win. The offense was not great, but they get a win because its defense stepped up. It picked off Brock Purdy three times. They got turnovers. And by the way, there's a report during the game. We posted it on the website. It's on heartlandcollegesports.com that Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator for the Sooners, is going to be interviewing with the Arizona Wildcats for their head coaching opening. So that's how good of a job Alex Grinch has done where he's getting so much respect he is interviewing for other power five jobs that's what he's doing that's a big deal uh, so keep an eye on that let's go through this game uh, start off early on 33 seconds in Ashim Young is ejected from the game for Iowa State a safety redshirt freshman safety four-star guy starter he gets ejected from the game due to targeting I'm sorry I don't think you call that there I get it, letter of the law, maybe it is targeting, it probably is targeting. But when they put in the targeting rule, 
it was not for plays like that. The intent was not there. This was not a guy that was trying to take off Drake Stoops' head. It was, um, I think you got to use some judgment 33 seconds into a Big 12 championship game. I'm not saying it changes the outcome. I'm not saying that's why Iowa State lost. There's a lot of other reasons that you can point to for why Iowa State lost that game. But while it might have been the call, the correct call by the letter of the law, I don't believe you make that call there because that's not what the call was intended to stop. That's not what the rule was intended to stop. So from that standpoint, I don't believe uh, the proper judgment call was made there in terms of the Ashim Young ejection. I, that's that's my opinion. That's my opinion on that. So that was early on in the game, and that kind of set the tone because then Oklahoma gets on the board on that opening drive, takes a 7 nothing lead. Then you've got these two teams exchanging field goals. And once again, this is not why Iowa State lost the game, but Connor Asali... <laughs> This guy misses, it feels like, so many big kicks. I'd have to go back and look at his actual uh, missed kicks and when they come, but I just feel like Connor Asali misses so many big kicks. If you're Iowa State and you want to compete for Big 12 championships year in, year out, and there's no reason they can't as long as Matt Campbell hangs around, you got to have a kicker where you can trust him inside of 40 yards. I know that Gabe Burkich missed one as, missed one as well for the Sooners, but I just, I have no faith when Connor Sally steps up there to kick a field goal. I've got little to no faith in the guy. And maybe that's just me. I'm sure Iowa State fans feel the same way in many respects. But that is a, a bad, bad missed kick early on when you're just trying to stop some of the bleeding uh, for Iowa State. So OU's up 7 nothing at that point. Then, then the Sooners strike again. This time it was Marvin Mims. His catch at the end of the first quarter where it looked like Iowa State had picked off Spencer Rattler. It goes off the Iowa State defender's hands, and it goes into the hands of Marvin Mims for a first down and a big catch. And then the first play in the second quarter, they go 45 yards on a post route to Marvin Mims for a score and a 14-0 lead. That was huge. And Marvin Mims is is uh, just the real deal. I got to give credit to our guy, Tim Bailey. He writes a lot of OU stuff for us. He called Marvin Mims as the next great Oklahoma wide receiver back in September. He had had a couple of moments, but he called it before I saw it anywhere else. So kudos to him. Marvin Mims has become a real stud. So Oklahoma's up 14-0 at that point. Then Oklahoma gets another field goal, 17-0 lead with eight and a half minutes left until halftime. OU appears to be in complete control of this matchup. The next drive was very dramatic. That's where Matt Campbell lost it on the Big 12 refs over what he expected to be an offsides call against the Sooners on a fourth and short in OU territory. Now, let's make it very clear. Yes, Oklahoma did jump off sides. Yes, Iowa State should have snapped the ball and gotten a free play. No, Oklahoma, as you watch the replay, did not touch an Iowa State offensive lineman to have an offsides call, to have that flag thrown before anybody snapped the ball. Iowa State did not flinch, which would have also, yes, drawn the flag and caused the offsides. But with that being said, with that being said, I am sympathetic to how livid Matt Campbell got because when you've got a a line judge who's 20 yards away from the play and that offsides call there were two offsides there was one on the edge and then there was the one in the neutral zone right over the ball the idea that the official sees that and does not see any 
Iowa State offensive lineman gets get touched from 20 yards away. I mean, come on. I, I think that in a lot of other cases, especially on the second clear offsides, I think the flag gets thrown because it was so blatant. And I know that if you watch the replay, the Iowa State offensive lineman did not get touched. So it's the right call. I get it. I'm not saying it's not. Okay, it is. But with all that being said, I just believe that flag is typically thrown, especially on the second one, because it was so obvious, so blatant. And you can't really tell in that moment if somebody had touched an offensive lineman or not. So uh, now it didn't matter. It didn't matter. All right. It it did not matter because Iowa State got a first down on the next play. And then Brock Purdy threw an interception. Trey Norwood picked him off. So once again, I'm not saying that's what changed the game. It's not. I picked Oklahoma to win the game. So I'm not upset with terms of how I picked the game. Uh, But, you know, I I get why Matt Campbell kind of lost it there, because I believe in other cases that flag would have been thrown no matter what, even if by the law, by the law, it should not have been. All right. So uh, then here was where Iowa State partially lost this game. Special teams. I talked about Connor Asali missing field goals. And then also Oklahoma's Trey Brown had two big kickoff returns. The first one came with two minutes left in the first half after Iowa State uh, scores a touchdown. So Iowa State scores a touchdown. The drive after the interception by Brock Purdy, Charlie Kohler had a 10-yard grab to cap off a six-play, 66-yard drive. It's 17-7 Oklahoma, two minutes left till halftime. Then Trey Brown returns at 43 yards to the Iowa State 45-yard line. OU's in business with, you know, a minute and a half left. Spencer Rattler, three plays later, takes it in from nine yards out, and Oklahoma's up 17 to go up 24-7 leading into halftime. So, Excuse me. Had to take a sip of my drink there. Uh, You know, it's been a long afternoon here trying to pump out content for you guys. All right. So uh, it's 24-7 at halftime. And yes, these are the koozies, by the way. If you're wondering, if you're on Facebook Live or uh, Periscope, these are the koozies that we send to you when you leave a rating and review on the podcast and then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. So there's the koozie for you, Facebook and YouTube, and there you go on Periscope and Twitter. So I've got them here. They're all yours. All you got to do is leave a rating and a review on the podcast and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And before we get to the second half as well, quick plug, quick plug for our Uh, message boards. They're free. Go sign up. We're creating a Big 12 community. We want you to be part of the conversation. We give away money every week on the free message board, so go check it out. Just click on the Members Forum tab at the top of the website. All right, second half. Let's get to it uh, with Oklahoma up 24 to 7 at halftime. So, the only points came on Iowa State's nine-play, 90-yard drive in the third quarter. Brees Hall finished off that drive with a one-yard touchdown run. It's 24-14 to 14 at that point as we go to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter then included three straight punts by both teams. Before, Iowa State put together a very impressive 12-play, 87-yard drive, resulting in a Brees Hall three-yard touchdown run. It's now 24-21. to 21. But once again... On the next drive, what happens? A good kick return by Trey Brown. Uh, Gabe Burchich hits a 32-yard field goal, and Oklahoma's up 27-21 to with two minutes left. 
But Iowa State, here are the Iowa State Cyclones, a touchdown away from winning their first conference title in 108 years, winning, uh, potentially putting themselves into a college football playoff, depending on what happens around the rest of the country. They start this drive at their own 30-yard line. They took the ball down all the way to the Oklahoma 33. And then Iowa State had two straight false starts. That set them back to a second and 20. They gained 10 yards back quickly. It's third and 10. And I don't know what was going on here. It's like Iowa State forgot that there was a play clock in the game of football. I was stunned. I mean, there's eight seconds left, and they're barely at the line of scrimmage. Eight seconds left on the play clock. They got to hurry to the line. They got a quick snap. Brock Purdy's under pressure, rolls out to his right, throws up a Hail Mary, and it gets picked off by Trey Brown. Uh, that was a horrible, and the coaching staff has got to take responsibility for that. That was a terrible, terrible job, terrible job by the Iowa State coaching staff, whether that was Matt Campbell, whether that was Tom Herman. I don't know what was going on there, but the way that that ended, now you can blame Brock Purdy for not throwing it out of bounds, giving himself a chance. That's true as well, but it should have never come to that because of how out of sorts that play was. You couldn't call a timeout there. I mean, th- th- like, how do you waste your last timeout because you weren't paying attention to the play clock? But in hindsight, maybe you should have used it because whatever you had drawn up there was was terrible. Purdy was under pressure, made a terrible play. Trey Brown seals a sixth straight Big 12 championship for the Iowa State Cyclones. Um, so this game, is it's interesting because Iowa State, which usually does a really good job of uh, winning the turnover battle and not having a lot of penalties, that's part of what bit him in the butt. And by the way, special teams as well bit him in the butt. They had mistakes on special teams. They had really bad penalties when um, it mattered most, which was a mistake, really big mistake. Even though OU had more penalties overall, Iowa State had penalties in bad spots, and they lost the turnover battle three-zip. Not going to win a game like that, but think about it. They're 30 yards away from winning the Big 12 title when they lost the turnover battle 3 nothing. They had bad penalties, and they had bad special teams plays on you know the kicking game and also uh, on you know the kickoff game. So it was just – it's amazing they, they didn't lose this game by more. That's, that's what's kind of amazing when you think about it. So let me get to some of your comments here. Let's go to uh, Facebook Live. We'll start there. I'm also on Periscope, so anything you guys got for me, throw it in on Facebook Live or Periscope. Mike, good game. Score closer than I thought it would have been. Go Big 12. I had OU minus the 5. Uh, it went down. It went up to 6. I got in at 5. You got in at 6, you got to push. Iowa State came back too little too late. Of course, turnovers do not help. No, three interceptions for Brock Purdy. Three interceptions. And they were some bad interceptions as well. Uh, When's the last time Oklahoma scored less than 28 points in a game in back-to-back games? That's a great question, Scott. I don't have that in front of me. That is a great question. Great question. Randall, not happy with Brock Purdy getting named the first-team Big 12 quarterback. Purdy, best Big 12 quarterback, my foot. I have a feeling you want something else to say there, uh, Randall. I have a feeling you got something else on your mind. William, super proud of the clones. Yeah, I mean, listen, this, this here's what's weird about this for Iowa State. It doesn't feel like this is the last time they're going to be there. 
look who you've got coming back next year, right? Unless Purdy goes to the NFL, which I don't think he will. I think he needs one more year. You're bringing back most of this team, right? I mean, that's amazing. You're bringing back most of this team. Uh, that is just uh, – that is so impressive. So if you're an Iowa State fan, of course you're upset. Of course you're disappointed. Of course you wanted to win that game. But there was a time in that first half where I just thought Iowa State wasn't ready for the moment. I, I really didn't think that they were up to the task and ready for the moment. And then down 17 nothing, they come back and they almost win the game. And, and you know what? When you're the team that hasn't been there before and you're down 17-zip – and you come back and you put put together a second half like that, uh, that's that's a big deal. On Periscope, from Casey, I like having a strong Iowa State in the Big 12. Lifelong sooner, but I feel a little sad for them. <laughs> that's nice of you, Casey. That's nice of you. I think you're alone there. But I understand. I mean, I said leading up to this game, my heart was with the Cyclones. I mean, I'm a Big 12 guy. I don't have a team, right? So I just love this conference. My heart was with the Cyclones because who doesn't want to see a team win its first conference title in 108 years. And by the way, that team had a better chance of making the playoff if they would have won for the Big 12 than Oklahoma. So that's, you know, I like seeing the Big 12 in the college football playoff. That's what I'm pulling for. On top of the fact that Iowa State was trying to do something it had not done uh, in 108 years. So that's that's kind of where I came from on that angle. But my head said the Sooners because of what we saw. That defensive line was going to make a big difference in this game. That front seven was going to be the difference maker. And it was. It was the difference maker. It got a little tired there at the end. But ultimately, that's the reason that the Oklahoma Sooners are Big 12 champs for a sixth straight year. And now we wonder what happens here with Alex Grinch. Is he going to be possibly uh, the next head coach of the Arizona Wildcats? That's the report that I mentioned earlier. Keep an eye on that. But you got to also say, for Oklahoma... Uh, this team is going to be top five in the preseason in 2021. Spencer Rattler, you're starting to see him grow into that role. I, he's not, of course, what Baker or Kyler or Jalen were the last three years. He's a redshirt freshman. But, man, he had some throws that if he gets that done consistently, this OU team is, is I mean, they are going to be outstanding next season. And if that defense plays the way it did the end of this season, especially the second half, uh, forget it. I mean, Ronnie Perkins probably going to the NFL, but boy, there are some studs on that D-line that OU has not had in a very, very long time. So it was a great Big 12 championship game, second straight year. We've had an awesome Big 12 championship game, and I wanted to quickly hop on here and just talk to you guys about it, uh, share with you my thoughts. We'll be doing our podcast uh, as we do each and every week during the week on podcast only. So thanks for joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Periscope. We'll throw this up on YouTube, on the podcast, and leave us that rating, review, subscribe on the podcast as well. That's where we've got the three or the free Heartland College Sports Koozies for you guys. So enjoy the rest of Championship Saturday, and um, thanks for joining us here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. You guys are awesome. Appreciate all you do to help this show grow, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day.